And we're recording. We're back for another episode of Sizzle and Quinny. I am Sizzle. My real name is Samuel Finlay. We're back on Zoom. Unfortunately, we're not in person like we were for the last episode. It was great to have have you in the same room, Quinny. Uh, we've had to do this over Zoom. My co-host, introduce yourself as you usually do. It's me, guys. It's your boy, Quinny, also known as Simon. Keen as this pod, I've been keen for this pod ever since we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's been a long big, time coming. It's been a long time. It has to be done. You know, like you mentioned, it kind of sucks we're not in person, but you know, we do Zoom. Zoom's like the new thing these days, so we'll just adapt. That's right. We adapted all last year. We promoted all our podcasts last year over Zoom, so this is like clockwork for us now. But we must introduce our special guest. Yes, we do have a guest this week. I won't do the introduction because he is part of your family. So I feel like it's just right that you introduce him. Go for it. Give us your spiel of our guest. Uh, this was like the ultimate pleasure. I had to get him on. He knew the topic. I knew he'd be keen for it. So I hit him up a couple of weeks ago. He pretty much got back to me as soon as possible. Generally, it takes a while to respond to my text to dog, <laughs> but this time around, he actually hit me back straight away. So Shots fired. Keen. Shots fired. That's what we do. But my man, one of my closest mates, Love this guy to death. He is my cousin. His name is Kieran Keane, also known as Kizza. Kizza, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Well, thanks, mate. Thanks, fellas. Awesome to be here. A lot of nervous energy flowing through me right now. There's a lot of pressure. You guys have set the standard over the past couple of seasons, so I'm excited to be here. Don't know if I'm that special of a guest, but I am stoked to talk about a couple of topics. A little bit about me. Um, what I think is I'm very similar to you, fellas, actually. I'm 29. Um I know we all like long walks on the beach together. Like that's one of our favorite <laughs> pastimes. But yeah, very much a 29-year-old male. Uh, live in Victoria, as you said. Currently dealing with uh, the old Rona. It's got us at the moment, but uh, it's going okay. Big sports fan, so that's why I very much enjoy your podcast. It covers all like angles, big footy, league, UFC, and, and obviously a massive Boston Celtics fan. So I love it when you talk about NBA and wish you do it a bit more often. So that's a little... Little bit there, but uh, and also just a big coffee drinker, so definitely fit in right amongst you guys, and yeah, just happy to be here. Basically, all the things we like just ticking, ticking boxes, like you said, <laughs> that's what we want. Now, we're going to be talking about someone who we all love, and that's why we've got you on this episode, particularly an album we all love. And you know, Quinny and I have we've spoken about this person and this album for such a long time on the podcast, and last year we were all blessed with i mean last year was a tough year obviously because of the virus coronavirus of course but we did get something special last year and that was man on the moon three by none other than kid cuddy what's supposedly his final installment of the series uh it was released on december 11th so we got it just before the end of the year and it's fitting we've got you on you've got the cleveland hat on there kids I, I love it i think quinny you're wearing a kid cuddy t-shirt Yep, he is there. He, he just confirmed. He just confirmed. Um, so yeah, Man on the Moon 3. I'm so pumped to talk about this. Uh, a little bit of background for those who don't know. As I mentioned, this is the third installment. And I, I wanted to read out uh, what's on the physical cover. Uh, it's on the back of the physical cover. I don't have the actual physical cover. I, I probably should go out and, and buy it. I feel like it's a collector's edition. All of his are. But for a bit of context for, for listeners out there. So on the back of the cover, it says, in the last 10 years, Scott Muscutty has been through hell and back. After feeling like his world was over, he found hope and overcame the darkness plaguing his life. But happiness isn't forever. What he thought was peace turns into a nightmare. He finds himself lost, dealing with the same pain he had not felt in years. 
In one night, he must face himself and fight to win back his soul from the evil Mr. Rager. Featuring epic production from the legend, Dr. Genius, take a day trip and the return of the team that helped start it all. Plain Pat, Emil and Mike Dean. Fall back into the world and the twisted mind of Kid Cudi for the final installment of the Man on the Moon trilogy. What a spiel. Bone chilling. Gives me chills every time. Love it. After I read that, I'm like, I got to go buy a physical copy just so I've got that as a collector's edition right there. So that sets the, t- the scene for what we're going to be talking about. Man on the Moon 3, as I said, the third and final installment. But before we do, Cody and I have spoken about this on the podcast before about how we got into Kid Cudi and why we like him. Kids, I just thought I'd ask you, when did you get into Kid Cudi? How did you get into it? And what do you like about it? Yeah, thanks, man. It was a beautiful introduction as well. It was either you or Common who could only do that, and you've nailed it, I reckon. <laughs> if there was a man uh, on the moon four, maybe I could get on there. Yeah, you're up. You're up next. <laughs> you got to stay ready. Yeah, I think uh, this is a really good kind of question because I knew when I was coming on, I was like, geez, all right, they're going to take me back to the start. Like, how did I get in, get into him? And, you know, it's right back in the archives there. And, and when did I start listening to him? Um, I actually probably can't pinpoint an exact moment, which kind of kills me a little bit, but I've got a feeling it was probably day and night. So off a kid named Cuddy, it was a massive kind of wide stream thing, but sometimes you almost need that, you know, mega hit just to kind of dip your toe in. And I look back on, I think it was 2008, he released it. And that was kind of prime time for us, don't you reckon? So I think I was year 11 at high school. So around that 17, 18 um, years of age. And it was just one of those things that it kind of really fit. Like he, um, you know, when you're, you're traveling like iPod minis, I think we're all the rage back then, man. <laughs> yep. And you're, you know, downloading downloading songs off LimeWire and trying to avoid the viruses that come with them. <laughs> so um, I think, yeah, that, that was probably around the time. And then I think as it progressed as well, like, you know, once you turn 18, you get a car, you start driving. So then you start, you know, listening to your own tunes. And I reckon it was a combination of just cutting in 50 Cent, Get Rich, Die Trying. Like those are the two albums I went between and, and really got in. Yeah, iconic there. I mean, maybe we should do an episode on, on 50 Cent. Looking back on, yeah, looking back iron- on Get Roger, I, I tried. Yeah. We might have to get you on for that episode too. Yeah, I love the irony. It's like this small little white guy just talking about, you know, in a hip hop <laughs> and all the struggles of living on the street. But that's one part of it. I love it. Yeah, very nice. And like, you know, we, we won't go over it because Quinny and I have spoken about it on previous podcasts, why we love Kid Cudi and how we got into him. But yeah, it would have been about the same time that, that um, I got into Kid Cudi as well. And then, you know, Quinny, shortly after you got into him as well as you've um, told me. So let's let's jump straight into it because um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. So as we usually do and as we've done, you know, sort of this year for this third season of the podcast, we're going to do it like we've done each other episode. We're going to talk highs and lows, if there's any lows. Um, I don't know if I've got too many, but uh, no, we'll soon find out. Uh, we're going to talk best and worst. So that'll probably be our best tracks and maybe worst track if there is any. And then now uh, we're going to throw in, I'm going to, we're going to rank Kid Cudi albums and then um, we'll give it a rating out of five. So let's jump straight into it. Let's talk highs because I feel like we're going to all have a lot for this one. Uh, Kuni, do you want to kick us off with some highs for the album that is known as Man on the Moon 3, the final installment? The Chosen, yeah. I'd love to, Sizzle. I appreciate that. Also, Kizza, thanks again, mate, for getting on board. Love it. I can tell, I can see the passion coming out of you. I can tell you're fired up for this. So I'll just drop, like I normally do, I'll just drop a few points and then we'll pass it around the room. So I think just for me, straight away, like just the album cover, just in general, the cover artwork, when he released it, I was like, this is this is straight fire. Like, you know, the half Kid Cudi, half skeleton face, like it really kind of set the mood and the tone for the album for me. So I love that part in particular for this album. That's not even the music. That's just what it looked like on the cover. 
And I mean, come on. How about that opening track, gentlemen? Throwback sound to Man on the Moon 2, Scott Muscardi versus the world. It plays that little that little keyboard, that little hook. And it's like, oh, here we go. We're going back. We're going back. And then he just unleashes. So I think Tequila Shots for me is definitely a good starter. And I just really enjoyed that track. So I'll just leave it there for the moment. I'll let you guys jump in too. I'll jump in and then I'll pass it over to you, kids. Because uh, I had a, s- a few similar ones there to, to Quinny. So the cover art, you mentioned it there certainly sets the tone for this whole series. It was, it was designed by illustrator Sam Spratt. Um, and he, he said he was trying to create or trying to capture Cuddy's feelings with that album. And I feel like with the cover, I should say, and I feel like it, it does that, especially looking back on the last two albums. And, you know, it, it's this very spacey, melodic sort of sound that he produces with these albums. So, yeah, I loved the cover. That's one thing that, you know, f- when I first saw it, I was like, this is awesome. That That's perfect. Uh, the, the opening intro song, I love when albums start with instrumentals to sort of set the tone. Uh, it's, it's a very like sort of uh, Kanye sort of thing, I guess, uh, you know, really setting the tone from that first track um, and an instrumental like that, you know, you get the throwback sample there as well. So that really set the scene for me. Um, and as I mentioned in the, the little synopsis there, the production, you know, amazing. Kid Cudi was on record saying he wouldn't do another man on the moon without, you know, Dr. Genius, Plain Pat, Emil, Mike Dean. And, you know, of course he's got everyone on there and, you know, you've got Wonder Girl on there as well. Like the production on this album was, was top notch and it had to be as well because it had, you know, to live up to um, the previous two albums that were Man on the Moon 1 and Man on the Moon Two there as well. Uh, another thing I liked about it before I kick it over to you kids was I kind of liked how it came a bit out of nowhere. Like, he'd obviously talked about it for some time but then you know it was sort of on the back burner for a while there we got the scots and you sort of thought maybe it was going to do another collaborative album uh but then you know it sort of came out of nowhere and and there wasn't a whole lot of uh promotion for this album um you know there was no singles that came out obviously he he brought out a few uh random tracks here and there throughout the year um you know obviously um with eminem he had the track there and um, he brought out uh, Leaders of the Delinquents as well and the Scots as well, as I mentioned, with Travis Scott. But they none of those tracks featured on the album. So I kind of liked how there was no lead singles and we just sort of got it all at once. And, yeah, it lived up to my expectations, uh, certainly. I've got a few more, but I'll kick it over to you, Kizza. Yeah, really consistent with what I was thinking as well. And I hadn't really thought about too much of the album covers until he spoke about it. But you, you think back through his discography, Discography, and he's just got all amazing album covers, I reckon. And you know, particularly this one, which is on the back of Yay, where it had um, no, sorry, Kid See Ghost, where it had that amazing, I don't know, that Japanese artist, I think it was. So yeah, it was just a follow up from that. But yeah, he's spot on. Like after first listen, um, I think you just you immediately think he, he's he's brought it all together. So like we've always been on this journey with Cuddy for the past ten years, and you can tell with the songs that. He's experimented with all, you know, the wizard and the instrumentals and, you know, right at the start. And it just feels right, if that makes sense. He's just kind of grown um, and we've kind of gone along with his journey with him to get to this final kind of men on the moon. Yeah, totally. Did you have any um, other ones you wanted to add before we kick it back to Quinny? No, not really. There's one slight kind of negative, but I wouldn't even really call it a negative and we'll get to that later on. So that's Sounds good. Quinny, do you have any more? I can yeah, see I'll you smiling pop- there. I feel like oh, you're, you're about to mate, explode. My notes, I was just making notes for this. I was just so excited and going back with, you know, back and forth with Sizzle and Kiz talking about it. I'm super keen. So I'm just going to chuck out some more for you boys. Uh, 
In particular, I just love how he finally mastered it. Like he does his rapping, but he also does the singing. So I love how he mixes it throughout the whole album. Like it starts off super hard, rapping, rapping, rapping. Then he gets back to his chill singing kind of that we're used to. And then he kind of ends with a bit more rapping. So I kind of liked how he mixed it up. So I think it was his most consistent with that sort of style since like Man on the Moon 2 and even like Passion, Pain, Demon Slain as well, which I'm very high on. Um, And I just think I love, you can tell there's a lot of rodeo Travis Scott like inspiration behind a couple of the tracks. So I just love how, you know, Dive, um, Damaged, Heaven and Earth, uh, Another Day, he very much kind of gives me that sort of Travis Scott dark energy, which I really, really love. And I just think he nailed it. That was so cool. It was like his spin on it. So I love that part about it. And then, as you know, we all three of us appreciate Travis Scott. So I just love how he actually spoke to Travis Scott. You know, how Travis Scott was like, like, yo, Cuddy, you should rap more. Like your rapping skills are really good. You just never really use them as much. So he kind of, you know, motivated him to give it a crack. So I really liked how he kind of took on that sort of Travis Scott sort of um, inspiration vibe. So that's another thing that I'll add. Yeah, I'll sort of um, continue off the back of that as well. I love the rapping. We got a lot of Cuddy rapping in this album, which was great. And of course, we got the hums that we all love. We love and a hum. Then, you know, if you do, that's what everyone knows Kid Cuddy for. So yeah, I, I really liked how he was very consistent in his raps. And, you know, that's something that he's sort of almost like had to prove a few people wrong with as well. Like I remember on IndyCard, there's a line, uh, where he sort of takes aim a little bit at good music for only using him for for hooks and choruses, um, and he sort of you know uh, proves uh, and he does it again on this album that he actually can rap with the best of them. Um, and of course, you know his melodies and his humming and his actual singing is you know top notch as well. So totally agree with that as well. Um, I thought it was cool as well. Like this came out ten years after. Man on the Moon too, so I thought it was very fitting, and I don't know if that was planned or not, but um, you know, it just it felt right. So you know, that's something as well I loved, and you know, we've sort of talked about it, but you know, I, I love concept albums, and this was definitely one. Um, you know, and it really tells a story, and it was cool to get Solo Dolo Part Three. Um, great track, great track as well. So yeah, do we have any more highs, or should we move on to a few things we didn't love? I think. Oh. Probably just overall, though, I don't think I listened to another song or album for three months. Like, I literally, <laughs> between Jess and I, my partner, I, you know, we'd have a share, I'd listen to the share, then she would have it, then I'd hear it. So that was it. So maybe that just kind of capitalizes on, on how good the album was. Yeah, likewise. I don't think I was listening to much else. <laughs> Straight up. Kid Cuddy, that's all I was doing. <laughs> all right, let's move on to some lows. Uh, I'll kick us off. I don't have too many here. Uh the, the, the few lows that I do have were to do with some of the features. Um, obviously, I'm a massive uh, Travis Scott fan. I've been very vocal on this podcast about that. And especially after they did the Scots together, I was really hoping and I thought for sure Travis Scott was going to be on this album. And, and he wasn't, which I was a little bit bummed about because I love everything they've done together in the past. They've done a number of tracks together now and all of them have been fire. So I really wanted some Travis Scott. Even a few Travis Scott ad-libs on on a track would have been nice, Uh, but we didn't get that. Another artist I would have really liked to have seen on this album, and I was also surprised that we didn't see, was Jaden Smith. Uh, You know, especially after he previewed, I think, Leaders of the Delinquents with Jaden Smith on Instagram like earlier in the year. So obviously they've got quite a close relationship there. So I thought 
Jaden Smith might have been on it as well. And I'm a big Jaden fan now. And I know you are, Quinny. Um, we've recently got into him over the past few years. So I would have liked to have seen those two on there as well. Maybe instead of Trippy Red, you know, we've spoken about this as well. Not massively high on him. Obviously, he fit that track. And I did like the inclusion of him. He, he actually did quite well. He did probably better than I would have, would have thought there. Yeah, but, I was surprised, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and going back to the highs, I guess I probably didn't mention this. I did like how we got some features that you probably wouldn't expect getting Skepta on there and pop smoke. I thought that was yeah. really left field and, um, you know, a very different track than Cuddy would normally sort of produce. So that was another high as well, but yeah, back to the lows, no La flame, no Jaden Smith was a little bit of a bummer for me. Um, and also another thing, no Kanye production. I thought, you know, he might've been on there to co-produce maybe a track or two, especially considering they did kids see ghosts, as you mentioned earlier, kids are there. So, and the, the final low I have, and you know, it's not really low because it sort of just goes to show how good the album was and how good the series was, is that it's come to an end and, uh, you know, that, that kind of sucks a little bit. So I don't think we're getting a man on the moon four, but, um, I'd love one. <laughs> I'll, yeah. uh, I'll pass it over to, um, kids and maybe you go next. Yeah, I, as I was saying before, I only had like the one slight negative and I reckon you already have done it sizzle around the features. And I think it probably goes against what you said. Like I actually enjoyed the song with Pop Smoke um, and Skepta, but I just felt it didn't really fit the album as much. I wouldn't mind it as a single, you know, leading up to it, but it was just maybe because it had less cutty on it. He was in a bit in the hook and a little bit of rap, but it just felt like it didn't fit the album as much. And, and that was probably my own negative is because I want more cutty. So maybe that's me being We all want more cutty. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just a really good point that, yeah, surely this can't be the end of Man on the Moon. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. What's next? Intergalactic, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's apparently that's yeah. what's rumored. Yeah, with Sorry, the we'll, Netflix show. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Forward to that. Out to you, Quinn Dog. All right. So yeah, I'm pretty similar to both of you boys, um, Sizzle and Kizza. You hit it right on there. Um, so I think for me, it was mainly just, yeah, Rockstar Nights. Like, I liked the track, like, it was fine. And like Trippy Red was on there. Like, I don't really like Trippy Red. I just didn't think it really suited the vibe that I was looking for. And I've said this to Sizzle off air before. I just think, why not just get Travis Scott to do like the same sort of thing? Just do like a different hook maybe. In a, and it, I think the song's so much better. Like think about Baptize and Fire. Mm. That is a great track. And Travis Scott just does a feature. He just does a hook, sorry, on there. And so. like, I mean, I'm sorry to butt in, but I'm like, I'm sure they would have recorded like multiple tracks together you know when they were recording the scots so i feel like they've got material like i feel like it just could have happened and should unless have. he meant it you know now that i'm talking about it unless he purposely goes mm. man on the moon is kind of my thing like everyone yeah. expects i'm going to do something with yeah. Kanye and travis maybe i'll kind of go and you know um skeptic's kind of pretty big now i suppose in britain and across the world so maybe that was his thinking yeah, no, that's a good point. And I mean, if the Scots is going to be an album that they put out, maybe he's just holding off for that to be, yeah. you know, just something that um, we haven't sort of seen before. Yeah. And the last thing I was going to say, like you guys, I would have loved, like I said, Kanye West feature, maybe Travis Scott or Jaden for me, just something like them maybe on there. Might have been yeah. good, but I'm being picky. Like I love the album, so I'm super picky. So that's all I had for what I didn't like yeah. about it. There you go. All very similar uh, lows there. So yeah. not many and um, yeah, we're pretty on point there and on brand. So um, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to best and worst. So we'll start with um, best. So I guess, you know, favorite songs on the album. Uh, Quinny, do you want to kick us off and we'll go in reverse order? Kizzy, you go after Quinny. Sounds good. All right. So I just put down probably my five favorites. So hopefully one of you guys have similar to me. We'll see. 
Uh, one of them, She Knows This. I thought that was a really good track. I also love the music video that he released like through Instagram Live and like it was like launched mm. on YouTube or whatever. And it was like the countdown. I remember watching that. I think you I think you were watching it too, Susan. Maybe you might have been around Kizzer as well when they were like doing the countdown on YouTube and then it showed you the video clip. And like Will Smith's just randomly in it and he's like, uh, yeah. get off the couch, get off Yeah, when he's on the TV. Get off yeah. the I was like, Pursuit of happiness. Was, yeah, yeah, so I thought that was pretty sick. Um, I loved also... Damaged. That, I'm a big fan of that Damaged song. Um, Heaven on Earth, I think, is an absolute banger. That TikTok sound, that that's just I'll, that whole track. I've just played it over and over again. It's just straight fire. Um, Solo Dolo Part 3 for me has to be in there. And then finally, this one is probably my favorite on the album. Big call, but September 16. I absolutely love that song. Mm. At the end of the album. Yeah, right. Bit of a dark horse there. That's my five kids. Yeah, that, that's so interesting because uh, mine is literally none of those are on my list, but I still love them. So maybe wow, that's I like it. Like, that's good. The scope we've got. So yeah, there's nothing really I didn't enjoy. As I was saying, I did enjoy Show Out. I didn't felt I didn't feel it felt um, within this album. And and more we think about their Trippy Red song, it was okay and just kind of did the job. It's right near the end as well. I think it's you know one of the last songs. So you know when you're listening to the whole album, you generally cut it off, and then the next time you play it, you start again. But my top five, uh, number five is um, Tequila Shot. So nice. I think maybe just because I've heard it so much, but it's just such a good way for Cuddy to get back into mainstream music. And I think he did really well there. I think it was like one of the shorter songs that's been in the, you know, the billboards before or something like that. And But, yeah, I just sort of, you know, the more I listen to it, just love it. Uh, number four, I've got The Void. Nice. Um, I think when I first listened to it, this would have been my favourite. I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of the old Cuddy that we're all kind of yearning for and, you know, looking for those emotions, I suppose. Number three, and I absolutely love this one, and um, is Elsie's Baby Boy. And I That's know it's absolutely yeah. like contradictive. I've looked up on forums and some people don't like it, but it definitely does it for That's me. That's a good track, yeah. Um, number two has, has definitely moved up recently is um, Pale Moonlight. I think that's just a, nice. a track and tune. And then the number one I've got is um, Sad People. I love it. All completely different. That's yeah. So good. That's, That's good. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I've got it. Uh, Sort of different uh, five as well. Finally, difference is we yeah, all, I know. on par. I mean, a couple of the same, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump straight in. So, number five, I got the void. Um, you know, absolute banger, and that's a long track too. It's like almost it the longest minutes. on the album. Yeah, goes, I yeah, I think it's the longest on the album. It, goes it reminded like- me heaps of that on um, Kids See Ghost. You know, mm. that one him uh, moving forward. That song. That's a good. That kind of remind me of that. Yeah, so um, that was number five for me. Number four, Solo Dolo uh, Part 3, of course. You know, just it, it was took me back. It really took me back, and I thought it was just fitting for um, the series. Number three, and um, Quinny, I've talked to you how many times, I don't know, about how much I love this song. I'm always sending you screenshots of playing it, uh, and that's Damage. It's probably the most played song off the album for me. Um, and that song, Damage, I feel like uh, Travis Scott could have easily been on. It's very, like... Feel like Very it's influenced Travis Scott. a bit like Travis Scott there. Uh, number two is Dive, love it, just like good nice. vibes. Um, and number one, my favorite track off the album is Another Day, early on the album. Um, very high nice. on, that, on that song. So, I mean, I pretty much like all the songs, you know, we'll get yeah. into worst in a moment, but yeah, that was it was tough picking the my top five there. Love it, it's so good, all different. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Basically. All right. Well, I feel like this one's going to be pretty quick, but worst. Um, any tracks we didn't like on the album? Uh, I'll, I'll kick it off because I've only got one because like I pretty much love the whole album. And 
one track I didn't particularly love and not to say it's, it's not a good record or, you know, it shouldn't have been on the album, but it's probably one that I'll, I'll skip if any, and that's uh, loving me um, featuring uh, Phoebe uh, Bridges. Bridges Bridge, yeah. It? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it was a bit of a slower song for me. Um, obviously like the, the production on it's great, but uh, yeah, it's probably the one I, I would skip if any, but you know, that's being very picky as, as we have been with our lows as well. Yeah. yeah we'll jump in um yeah I, I kind of half agree like i think it's been awesome to listen and then you go at the start of your first or second listen oh, i probably don't like this but the more you listen to it and you know that's definitely worked on me that love and me as well um but yeah i think i mentioned probably just the rock star nights just yeah just didn't hit the mark for me i'm not a really big fan of like that trippy red and a couple of those other similar artists so but in saying that i listen to it so i'm not skipping anything <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to finish with, like Kizza said, I think for me, Rockstar Nights is probably the one I didn't like. I didn't vibe the most out of the whole album. So, like, I wouldn't skip it, but it's kind of there. I'm like, yeah, it's it's all right. I think it could have been better. All right. Now, just quickly before we get into ranking Kid Cudi's albums, because I believe we're all keen to do that, there was uh, a bit of speculation on Twitter about Cudi releasing a um, deluxe and I think he, he said that he was going to get um, Playboy Cardi on there. Do we think we need a deluxe or do you think like it, it should be just left as is? I think I, I think I dislike it as it is. So I just don't think he needs to like release even more songs. Cause I think one thing that gets me with Passion, uh, uh, Passion Pain and Demon Slayer, and I love that album, but for me, it just goes for too long. There's just a few songs mm. in there. I'm just like, I don't know if it had to be in there. And I just yeah. think I'm just happy with what he's produced. I don't think he needs to give us the deluxe. I just want to see the Scott. I just want to see a Scott's album. Let's be honest. Yeah. Mm. I think it's a, it's 11 songs and it's right on like just at the hour, you know, the yeah. whole album. So, yeah. you know, if you're going on a car trip and, you know, Quinny, you can listen to it three or four times and you go back home to the gong. So it's just like <laughs> a really right. good, good amount. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I don't think there really is any need for a deluxe. And it's kind of, gone too far now like i feel like if you're gonna put a deluxe out you got to put it out like the week after or or something so um yeah i agree all right let's uh jump into ranking our cuddy albums this is obviously very tough we're gonna rank 10 i believe so um yeah big yeah we're gonna throw in the um the, the collab albums um as well so quinny i don't know do you want to begin because i know you're very passionate you've got um a, a a list of 10 that you've been i'm sure changing and crossing out and rewriting and going yeah. back to and you know having sleepless nights about so yeah. um kick us off so i did my 10 i even actually gave them a rating out of five wow. each one i went deep but i won't yeah. mention me on the moon three when i'll give that out of five i'll save that for the when we give it a rating all right lads you ready this is this is tough. I've been changing it, but then I've I've been listening back the last couple of days, listening through them all. I'm like, nah, this is my this is my top ten. All right, so I'll go ten to one. Yeah, do it. All right, this is pretty obvious. Number ten for me, um, unfortunately, has to be Speeding Bullet to Heaven. Again, like I don't think I've actually ever listened to the whole album because I just couldn't get through it. Like I listened to some tracks and I was like, this is not what I want to listen to in a Cuddy album. So for me, that's definitely a low. So I gave that in my ratings. That was a one out of five for me. So I'm surprised you gave it a one. I yeah, I wanted to. I don't want to give it a zero. So I gave it a one. 
All right, number nine, gentlemen. Again, I didn't satellite flight the journey to Mother Moon. You know how he just released that random like EP? Like, it was like a short, there wasn't really that many songs on it. It was more like instrumentals and stuff to kind of build up. I thought I thought he was actually going to release Man on the Moon, but that for me is number nine. I gave that a two out of five. So that gives you an idea. Number eight, I went A Kid Named Cuddy, obviously the mixtapes. That was the first time I ever heard him. I know because I saw your reaction. I know I had it higher originally, but I changed my mind because... I'm a bit disgraced as well, but keep going. Yeah. Sorry. For me, um, A Kid Named Cuddy is number eight, but it's a three out of five, so it's still decently rating. Boys, you know, it's a tough list. Blasphemous. Number seven. This will shock you, I think, Sizzle. I went Wizard. I really like Wizard. Yeah, well, I gave I'm, Wizard a three out of five. That's my number seven. Yeah, I'm surprised you had that over Kid Named Cuddy. Yeah, I actually really like Wizard, so... That's number seven for me. Number six, um, Indicard for me. So again, I didn't mind that album. I had, there's a few tracks on that I really liked, but then there was some tracks I was like, what's that? I don't know what he was trying to go with there, but you know, I still enjoyed it. So I pretty much gave that a three and a half out of five for me. Uh, number five, we're getting down to the, the, the big end, gentlemen. So I went with Kid See Ghost. So reason why it's a bit low is because I did really enjoy it. But for me, it's just too short. Like I wanted mm-hmm. more tracks. So, but in saying that, Kids See Ghost for me was a four out of five. All right, we're getting there. All right, number four, Man on the Moon won the end of day. So he's first Man on the Moon. So for me, that's number four. And I gave that a four out of five. So, you know, finally, number three, I went Man on the Moon, three, The Chosen but I won't give you my rating for that one. Number two, I think Kizza will appreciate this. I went Passion, Pain, Demon, Slaying. I wow. really, I'm really wow. high on this. I love Passion, I Pain, and Demon, yeah. so I'm Oof. really high on it. Number two, I was not expecting that. It's number two for me. I love, I think I literally, I was thinking about it. I've the most, the like I've been, Man on the Moon 2, obviously I listen to all the time, but Passion, Pain, Demon, Slaying, I also listen to that quite a lot. So for me, that's a four and a half out of five. I really enjoyed it. But again, there's a few tracks I think that didn't need to be there. So that, that kind of didn't get up there for me. And then obviously number one has to be, I think this is flawless, uh, Man on the Moon 2, The Legend of Mr. Rager. That for me is a five out of five album. Like I just love that track one all the way to the end. I just can, I just vibe to it. It's just lovely. It's all I, everything I ever wanted in a Kid Cudi album. And for me, it's number one. Yeah. Very good. Surprising, but uh, yeah, like I was a few, yeah, um, few curveballs there. A few curveballs. All right, Kizza, what do you got? I wonder if you got any curveballs as well. Awesome. So when you sent me through this, Quindog, it was tough. And I can only imagine it'd be like having 10 kids and then trying to choose your favorite. <laughs> and then when I say that, you probably have nine kids because, yeah, it leads me to number 10. I think Speed and Bullet to Heaven was just trash. Trash like Simon's jump shot. You know, you, just, <laughs> you don't want to see that. <laughs> I think hey, there's one good mid range, man. Yeah. No, can't shoot a three. On it. You would not shoot the J. You should not be doing that. <laughs> um, there's one song. I think it's confused. I, I would like and listen to again, but the rest, yeah, just not listening to it. I think Cuddy was in a really bad way when he was, did this mm. album too. So it all kind of makes sense, you know, mixing all these genres. Number nine, I've got Satellite Flight as well. Um, but like disclaimer from nine to one, like I enjoyed him. I think yeah. he just, he went like really experimental, uh, for this album kind of moved away from his upbeat and, and quicker songs to that long drawn out, like almost space sound. Um, been saying that like Balmain jeans, um, is, like, one of my favorite mm. songs. So, you know, you get some good stuff out of that. Number eight, I've got wizard. 
So he obviously did this with Dr. Genius, who's like the OG with Cuddy. So it was awesome to get them teaming up. Um, I actually liked him trying something new. Like, you know, everyone's going to say, give me the old Cuddy, but like you can't always have the old Cuddy. Like he needs to progress. And so, um, you know, getting teleport to me and um, Mm. fire up and afflict him and stuff were all just absolute tunes at the time. Number seven, I've got Indicard. So maybe this is a bit of controversy having it down this low. I think what was really good on this. Um, solo dolo part two was on it, and it was with Kendrick. That's a good mm. and, and Kendrick yeah. at the time, like K Dot was like the biggest thing around then after Good Kid Mad City. So it was awesome to see K Dot go, Yep, yeah, I want to be on Cuddy's album and maybe you know kind of bring some fans over to Cuddy. Um, yeah, and you're just getting um, King Wizard cold blooded. I always love that Adam Sandlin feature about oh, I'm the smartest oh, guy yeah. I'm the immortal right at the start. I love saying that. Uh, this one I initially had number five, but number six is Passion, Pain, and Demon Slain. So, not much that you can, other than you can say that it was an amazing album. Um, particularly after Wizard and Satellite Flight and Speed and Bullet. So, to get this, it was like a bit of the old cutty that everyone was kind of after. Uh, yeah, the bang is like, you know, by design, Rose Gold, Dance for Eternity. And, and how can you cannot forget that, um, that film clip with ASAP, Willow, yeah. for oh, yeah. and I think you mentioned it early, Sizzle, as well, around um, getting Jaden Smith was on it. and yeah. um, In the kitchen yeah. song, yep. Mm. Yeah. Um, or even in that film clip, I think, in Surfing as well, mm. like they're all dancing. But I think Jaden, and like I'm glad they're so close now, has kind of brought a different generation to Cuddy. So, like, by them, you know, working and, you know, that, um, what's that song they've got? On My Own Together is this amazing. So, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, awesome. it's awesome. You start to appreciate Jaden more because he's bringing, you know, people over to Cuddy. Number five, I've got Man on the Moon 3. And and why I say that, though, is I think it's got to kind of continue to build that nostalgia like the rest of the album. So, you know, it's only been four months since I've had it. Mm. Nothing wrong with it. Just loving it, everything. Um, I also love, again, that Look What I've Created, that little grab from Tom Hanks from Castaway as well. Yeah. Uh, and then what I said as well, I think the Skepta and the Pop Smoke one maybe just doesn't fit the album. Moving to the top four, I've got the original, the a kid named Cuddy. So this is definitely what introduced me to Cuddy, and you know we wouldn't be here talking about him today if we didn't have this one so high up there. Uh, yeah, if you have a look at the track list as well, you can see who was involved in that initial album. So you obviously had that Plain Pat, Emil, you had Outcast are actually on there, and then you know we see at Andre Three Thousand later on in other albums, Doctor Genius and Ratatat. Number three, uh, I've got Kid See Ghost. And nice. this is almost number two for me. And basically because it brings my top two artists of all time in Cuddy and Kanye together after all the, you know, the beef that they've been through, the good music and all that other trash that they did. So to them to finally come together and make an album, the only thing is, is that it's painfully too short. So yeah. another five of that kind of collaboration. Um, Cuddy just kills it in regards to the vocals. And then, you know, Kanye's producing is amazing. And Reborn, like, just hits you right in the feels every time you're listening to it. Uh, and then into my top two. So pretty standard, Ooh. I think. All right, well, yeah, you know, here I'm saying that. I've got Men on the Moon 1, End of Days, coming in at number two. Uh, yeah, literally every song on that is amazing. You don't skip it. Um, soundtrack to My Life is probably my favourite Cuddy song, like many people. Love and, that song. Uh, yeah, I remember working at Safeway back in the day and Enter Galactic was on Safeway Radio, <laughs> which like made my shift every time I came on. Um, and I think, you know, it was a pleasure listening to it, you know, 12, 13 years ago to it is to, you know, still today. And then number one, 
man on the move, Lenger to the Ranger. So what I've got here is not often that the sequel is better than the original. I think it goes like Terminator 2, Lord of the Rings, The Dark Knight, and then Man on the Moon 2. So uh, he just set an incredible foundation in the first one and then just to take it to that next level. Um, you obviously get Cuddy and Kanye together for one of the first times with the Raise Me as well. So just kind of a bit of a glimpse into the future of what you know an album would look like. Uh, but it, yeah, just a whole range of songs as well. So from the upbeat like Ghost to the almost ballads with um, you know all along, they're just all cracking tunes. So that's why top ten, incredibly hard though. Yeah, yeah. no, that's solid. I, I I like that list as well, and some some good reasoning there behind it. Obviously, for people listening, they know you're a cutty cutty oh. head after um hearing hearing you talk about your top ten there. Uh, I've got a slightly different list to both of you as well, which is good. We've all got different lists, um, although number ten. We've all got the same, and that's speeding bullet to heaven. So I don't need to spend any time on this one, other than yeah, like you sort of said, kids. There, I think he was going through a bit of a rough time there then, and he tried to get a little bit too experimental. Um, obviously, and he's been quite vocal about this about dealing with mental health issues and um, addiction and whatnot. So, yeah, it's probably an album, probably the only Cuddy album I don't really listen to. Uh, number nine is Wizard, and like. All the same with you. Nine to one, I love every album, and you know I'm not knocking any of them if they're you know nine you know on the higher higher uh, ranks here. But uh, yeah, Wizard, I really liked it, how it was different, and you know bringing in the guitar melodies and whatnot. Um, the, this album's a little bit special to me because I I saw Cuddy live um, in Sydney when he came over the, the last time he came over, which was years ago. I know Quinny, you you're very upset you didn't get to see him. Uh, and this was just before Wizard came out. So he produced, sorry, he uh, he rapped um, for the majority of the, the concert. And then at the very end, he came on for an encore and he performed um, uh, off Wizard. So yeah, it's still got a soft spot for me um, there, but it, it just was a bit bit different, not the, the usual cutty that I, I like uh, or enjoy more. Uh, number eight, Satellite Flight. Uh, as you boys have said there, it, we don't get enough cutty, uh, vocals on the album it, it, there's a lot of um this is when he really tried to try his hand at production and you know to be fair to him he, he actually produced some some great beats on there but um yeah i would have liked him to rap over a few few more of those or you know even just give us some melodies uh there number seven indie card i really liked the, the the whole um uh design for this album like the cover was really cool he had like the um the portrait borders over all these videos yeah. Mm. yeah and um like there's some bangers on this album like just what i am quinny i know you love yeah. that love that track that yep. um with king chip there and you know there's some there's some tracks on this album that, that i really enjoyed as well um but yeah, that's number seven number six this is an album you boys obviously love passion pain demon slaying I, I love this album as well. I mean, like I said, this is really tough to rank. Um, I, I like the album, obviously getting Travis Scott in there was awesome as well. Um, and I, it was another complete album after he'd put out a few sort of albums that I guess were uh, didn't completely hit the mark and weren't exactly what we wanted from Cuddy. Uh, number five, uh, Kids See Ghosts for me. Obviously, Kanye, love Kanye and everything he does. Um, and like you said, this would probably be, you know, my top three, if we got more than seven tracks, it was just too short for me. And, you know, that's probably because, I mean, at that time, I think Kanye, he released like three albums or four albums in like four weeks or something. He had the, mm. the, the Pusha T album, the Nas album. I think there was the Tiana Taylor yeah. album. He released yay. And yeah. this, so like, obviously he put a lot of music out and it was good that we got Cuddy on yay. Um, but 
yeah, I would have liked just more, more tracks for that there. Uh, number four, introduced me to Kid Cudi as he did uh, you there, Kizra, as you mentioned, A Kid Named Cudi. I still love that album. I still go back to that as well. Maui Wowie, like how can you it's not long. love it? <laughs> like just absolute tune, just feel good. So Kid Named Cudi cracks the top five at number four there. And number three, I've got, you know, three to one, I've got all the men on the moons. Uh, at number three, I've got men on the moon three, fittingly there. And it'd be interesting to see where I rank this in, like you sort of said there, because it hasn't been out for that long. So, you know, if we revisit this podcast in another 10 years and we do a 10 year anniversary of our podcast, which we might have to nice. do. Man, um, 10 better be out by then as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I might be narrating it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it could potentially crack that number two spot, but yeah, purely because it, it hasn't had the longevity just yet. So that's why number three there. Number two is Man on the Moon 1. Uh, I loved it as well. You know, it's, it was, um, you know, you, you, we got a kid named Cuddy, the mixtape, and then you finally got that studio album from him. You know, Kanye West um, heavily influenced that album, of course. But, you know, that was the introduction to the Cuddy that we all love. So, you know, I couldn't go past putting that at number two. And then number one, I can't really add much more to it because you guys have already mentioned it there. Man on the Moon, number two. I mean, you know, it, it is a flawless, perfect album. The Legend of Mr. Rager. Some absolute bangers on there. You know, Marijuana, Mojo So Dope. Ashton Kasha. Ashton Kasha. Uh, Ghost. You know, I could go on Mr. Rager. You know, I could go yeah. on and on. Every track on that album, like that's a 10 out of 10 album, a five out of five album, whatever yeah, you say. Yeah, it's a five out of five for me. The first it's, 15 um, seconds is amazing. It's yeah. Like, what up, hell's everyone? Doing, yeah, <laughs> Scott Biscotti like, versus yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, that's a great track. I mean, there's literally nothing you can um, say about that album that like is bad about it really. So yeah, that's my 10 there. Different to both of you guys. So yeah, I like yeah, I it. That. It's all different. It's good. Yeah. All right, well, let's bring the podcast to a close. I mentioned Man on the Moon 2 being a flawless album, a 10 out of 10, a 5 out of 5 album, whatever you want to say there. Now it's time for us to rate Man on the Moon 3, the album we've been spending most of this podcast talking about. So we're going to give it uh, a rank out of 5. Uh, for context, Rolling Stone gave this album 2.5 out of 5, which I thought was a bit rough. Um, and NME gave it 4 out of 5 just as a bit of um, a baseline there and just for some context, but we're going to give it our rating and um, I'll kick it off here and I'll give the first rating since I went last in the rankings. And I mean, after listening to this album the first time, first through, I sometimes get a bit excited when I listen to albums by someone I like and I'm, you know, straight away, I'm like five out of five, this flawless album. But obviously you listen to it a few more times and you start to pick it apart a little bit. I had to, you know, drop it back a little bit. And, you know, we mentioned some lows there, so I won't go into them, you know, in too much detail. But, yeah, would have liked a couple of different features on there. Travis Scott, Jaden would have been nice. Some Kanye production, whether that was a feature or, you know, actually co-producing a track uh, there. So I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. So an almost perfect album. I like it. Good review. Yeah, amazing. Solid review. Kiz, you're up. Uh, yeah, you kind of said it all, and I think we've said it all throughout the whole podcast here. Um, there's probably a group of albums that kind of sit in that same kind of figure and, and number and rating. And because it came in, what did it come in, number number five for me, I'll have to be 
you know, step back away from it. So I'll probably give it around 3.5, almost four. But yeah, give me a year or two and, and it could be right up there with the top three. So yeah, very high though. Nice, nice, nice. All right, well, I'll round us off then. So as you know, I mentioned for me, it was a number, it was number three on my list. So I kept swapping between Man on the Moon 1 and Man on the Moon 3. Because like Man on the Moon was obviously the first album that I really listened to Kid Cudi. I didn't really listen to a kid named um, Cudi that much. So the first time I was introduced was definitely M-O-M-1. So I think for me, like we've mentioned throughout the pod, Sizzle's mentioned it a few times, a few people who wanted some more features on there. Because you've said how there's a few tracks that are like, oh, it didn't really need to be there. So I think for me though, I'm going to give it a four out of five, which I think is solid. Um, to get to that four and a half to five, you need to be for me anyway on that passion, pain, demon slaying level, followed by obviously the legend of Mr. Rager. So I think four out of five, I think is what it's for me, and then that also links into my Man on the Moon one, which would be a four out of five as well. So yeah, very good. We did it, boys. We're done. Got there. Yeah. Well, you know. Thanks so much for jumping on, Kiz. It's been an absolute yeah, pleasure you. having you on. Like I said, 10 years from now, we're going to have to do a uh, an anniversary podcast. We're in our 40s. Yeah, we're in our 40s. 39, Still vibing to Cuddy. Yeah, I'll be vibing. 100%. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. It's been, yeah, it's been great. I've been listening to you for the past couple of years, so this keeps getting better and better. Um, looking forward to listening and hopefully jump on a couple more. If you talk about Boston Celtics or anything like that, I'm happy to jump in on that segment. <laughs> it might have nice. to, to get you on um, when they decide to to trade someone. You know they're not doing too well this year. Don't want to um, you know throw shots, but <laughs> that was shot. And yeah, I'll speak to you after this. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> the, I think the Knicks have actually won more. Games. The Knicks, oh, yeah, the Knicks. <laughs> just quietly, just, just quietly. Knicks are coming this year, boys. <laughs> yeah, Randall, Randall, <laughs> Randall. MVP. He's an all star. All right, boys. Well. That's the end of the podcast. We did it. Um, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Sizzle and Quinny. Uh, Quinny, you're on there personally as well. S Quinn. I always get this wrong. S Quinny 91. It's really 91. not that hard. I thought it was S Quinny 69, wasn't it? Didn't you change it? To <laughs> no, that was, that was never 69. That was your email. You had that was Quinn my email when I was in high school. At <laughs> it was like Quinn underscore doctor underscore 69 <laughs> at hotmail.com. Bring it back. That could be your Instagram handle. Bring it back. Doctor. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you can follow me at Samuel Finlay. <laughs> all right. Well, tell your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, tell cousins, everyone, everyone about the podcast. Uh, until next time, we'll be seeing you. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. Peace. Yum. <laughs> <laughs>